been a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican Podcast. It's been a minute. I haven't done a podcast for a little bit, man. I've been taking a little break, catching up on projects. Honey, do let's go esposa crece. You married, right, Georgie? I am married. Uh, we'll get into all that. I got a Kicking off a national city tour. Catching, kicking off a national city tour of three consecutive podcasts with Pura Gente from the city they call nasty. Business owners, entrepreneurs, city government officials. Todo el pelo, bro. All the way around. But before we go in there and talk about you and all you're about, Mr. George, this episode is brought to you, as always, by our wonderful people at Grasshopper. Grasshopper, your first legal dispensary here in the city of Chula Vista, the southern border city of National City. You grew up in National City? I did. Is there beef? Is there like some unspoken beef that I should know about between National City and Chula Vista? I think there was back in the day, at least when I was a younger kid. Yeah, no, verdad? I, I feel so. I feel very comfortable and confident visiting National City. I'd yeah. always had cousins growing up that lived in National City, so I, I never felt the the beef or the pelos, but I always heard like, oh, cuidado, eh? no, don't, don't come around with your, nat- your Chula Vista tattoo. I was like, what? Yeah, I think National City <sighs> always had that uh, that stigma, right? That you don't wow. go in there unless you're from there type of I'm a, I'm a fun-loving, peace guy, peaceful guy. I yeah. don't want any dramas with anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that beautiful voice that you hear in the background today is Mr. George Ramirez. George Ramirez is the entrepreneur, the founder. The You operate it completely currently. That's correct, my wife and I. Over the Tap, located here in National City. <laughs> Over the Tap. There's two places in National City that I, 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 I go to, and that would be you. Yes. And Machete. That's correct. Um, I know there's other, and it's not because, oh, I'm not going to go. I just, it's always convenient, bro. You know, it's yeah. convenient for me because, as you know, anytime I ever come to your spot, bro, I always have like a big bag of food. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm always coming from Goody Sushi, and anytime I come in, it's like, hey, get on the George. Let me put this food. I'll be right back. Yeah. What prompted you to open in National City? Why a craft beer bar? Do you have background in beer? How did it all start? Let me get to know you, George. You told us you're from National City. That's what right. else What else can we know about you? All right. Well, let's see here. I guess uh, maybe starting chronological order. How's that? Uh, born in Los Angeles, but since the age of two, uh, was raised in National City. Dodger fan? No. I saw me This was going to be a very quick interview, bro. <laughs> we would have cut this short real quick. No, I, don't, I haven't been uh, to Torrance, California since I was... Uh, since I left, left, left there. Um, so, no, National City, San Diego as a whole has been home since then. Very nice. How old are you? Uh, come on. Calmate, senoritos. How we Radio, 49. 49, yeah, bro. But you are a strapping looking young man. You're a hard worker. I mean, you're hustling. Yeah. And, and when we went, when I took my wife and we went and had a beer there, she's like, is nobody else working with them? I was like, I don't think so. Wow, that's hard, right? And I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you're the one that has to open the spot, maintain the spot, operate the spot. Oh, a keg blue. I got to go to the back and maintain that. You know, yeah, it gets busy. It's a lot of work, as you know. A <laughs> yeah, lot of work. We know all about this industry. Yeah. So, so yeah, I grew up in National City, went through the whole school system, went to John Otis Elementary, National City Junior High, back when it was a junior high school, and then went through uh, Sweetwater. Nice. You uh, grew up in National City in the late 80s? 
and yeah, early correct. 90s. That's correct. Late 80s. How was the how was the climate back then? How it was, was that? Rough. Yeah. It was really really rough. Uh, a lot of gangs. It was easy to uh, uh, to either get involved and hard not to get wrapped into that. And luckily, I didn't get involved in it. How did you avoid it? You know what? I have very good parents. Okay. That uh, they kept us on a very short leash. Easy up. as that, huh? That's it, man. They Easy just, as that. They they were very strict on us. Our, you know, my mom and dad are from TJ. And uh, donde? Uh, Canyon Johnson. Okay. Okay. They're from Canyon Johnson from Tijuas, and. Um, uh, there were hardworking parents who were latchkey kids coming home to empty houses, right? But uh, they they had a very strong grip on us in terms of making sure we were vagos. That yeah. plays a big role, especially, especially like you said, the, the latchkey phrase. I, for a long time, I didn't know what that was. And then I found, I was like, oh, well, yeah, then you know what? I had a lot of cousins that fell yeah. into that category yeah. because, you know, to make it in, in, in San Diego, in, Chula, in California as a whole, bro, it's expensive to live here. That's right. So if you're going to make it here financially, both parents have to work. So I was parents. part of that scene. Yeah. You know, both of my parents worked. You yeah. know, fortunately, my abuelita nos cuidaba. She would take care of us. And if not her, my, my, my tia, my tia Chava would take care of us. So we always had a support system, but it was always family oriented. And I was, I was raised with my cousins. So I too, I mean, to an extent, avoided being involved in all the ruckus that was going on. I know it was a little bit worse because I have older cousins and I know it was just a little bit more uh, more wild in the early 90s and, and late 80s. Yeah. But even to an extent, it's like if it's hard to keep a kid on the straight and narrow. Yeah. And I only say that because I know you have I know you have boys That's and right. we've talked about I have younger boys. I have little kids like I have a, a, an eight, a seven and a three year old and one's going to be nine and the other's going to be four soon. So it's kind of like, shit, I'm getting to that point where it's like I got to step back from all of the things that I'm doing and kind of like inject more into just being around them right. and, you know, and just kind of hanging out with them and be like, all right, cool. Now we're going to go do this. Yeah. Now we're going to go do that. And just kind of being with, have not having that variable there. That's where shit I've noticed tends to go sideways, you yeah. know? Yeah. How many kids do you have? And how did you, <laughs> how did you avoid having get them fall into the same trap? Oh, well, my wife and I just, uh, you know, we stay on them. We're very uh, strict and uh, very demanding of them. Uh, so it's three boys. Fabian being the oldest, he's 24, Julian, uh, 18. And Republicans, <laughs> you got, you got dudes already that are voting and shit, bro. That's Hell it, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the youngest one is Ramon. Okay. At 14. Okay. Oh, nice. So you have a, a decade in between both of them. Uh, just about. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to like, okay, you know what? I did this with the older one. Maybe <laughs> yes, we're going right. to do this with you the younger one. Mistakes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Parenting is all mistakes yeah. from what I know. I'm new to the game. You've, you've got, you got a, a 24 year old, you know? Yeah. But I've noticed that. We do things differently sometimes with, with the, the middle child and, and the youngest child. Yes. Only because it's like different scenarios arise. We're like, oh, you know what? We handled that one like this. Maybe we should handle this one like that. Right. Still not working. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But uh, no, they're all doing great. Uh, Fabian, he's pursuing his master's in teaching. So uh, beautiful. We're very proud of that kid. Heck yeah. Uh, Julian, he's in junior college as we speak, or he just finished his semester now. And then uh, Ramon, he's at Ote Ranch. Oh, nice. No, mira, tienes de cada época entonces, bro. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. And you and your wife, you've been married for probably over 24 or five years. And well, uh, full disclosure. So my two older sons are my stepsons. Okay. Their life a little later on. In Very life. nice. Yeah. Uh, so providing that father I, guiding, yeah, guidance. Right. Yeah. My wife and I've been married for 14. Damn, bro. I like I like to I like to <laughs> I'm gonna make you sound old as fuck. I like to talk to people that that are older than me and and 
are going through things that I will be going through, you know, like yeah. you, the kids and you have the business. Um, and, and we're going to get into your, your background before you open the craft, the craft beer bar. But it's like, I always like to pick the brain. Like, how'd you do this? You know, like, how did yeah. you know that your kids wanted to go to college? Big, big conversation that I know I'm going to be having soon is going to be whether we want to take our kids to like, uh, uh, to, for your community, for your college, I don't, I don't see the necessity in that right now. I, I feel like maybe like let the kids do what they want to do. There's, there's more opportunity outside of a university. So yeah, like I don't be surprised if I call on you later on, bro, and just kind of pick your brain. I like talking to, to, to like-minded folk who, who are family oriented. You run a business, you have a family. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm gonna put your name down in my yeah. list of people I can bug, bro. And sell beer too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll tell you uh, a trick that we did with the, uh, David, our oldest, and, and also Julian, since he's already a young adult. And prior to high school, we have a talk with them. Or excuse me, uh, right before they graduate out of high school, you know, you have options once you're out of high school. Uh, kicking back and doing nothing is not an option. So. Right? So, and then we just break it down. Like, hey, if you go to college, this is what we'll do for you in exchange. Or if you want to work, you know, you can work and stay here, but, you know, you have to pay your rent. Uh, there's trade schools, there's military, you know, we just kind of go over like, Hey, what's, you need to start thinking about what you're going to do. Hell yeah. Whatever it is that you decide, we're going to help you out, you know, in some shape, way or form. Okay. Bueno, man. What is your background? Uh, well, okay. So let's see here. Uh, I'm kind of a pulpery of, of everything. Let's see here. Uh, I'm a high school dropout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a college degree. Uh, I'm in, what order? <laughs> in what order? <laughs> it's just a, a, a little bit of everything. Uh, uh, Army Reserve veteran, uh, and I, I still currently work as a product manager for a software company. And the way you know me is through running over the tap. Jim, I thought you have so many hats then. I do, man. Yeah. The days get short, right? Uh, yeah. They, how do you manage I, that? That's something I have a hard time with. How you do you, know, how you, do you time gotta, manage? You got to prioritize the things that take the, more, the most calories. You just got to focus on those things and you'll get to the other things uh, when you get to them. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what, what prompted you to want to set up shop and, and open a craft beer bar? Have you been a craft beer drinker for a while? Did you just like the, the scene or? Uh, yes, to, your, uh, to, to, to what you're stating. Uh, first, uh, my introduction actually came in like in 2011. Okay. Like my boss at the time, uh, he bought us growlers from Stone Yeah. as a Christmas present. Uh, so that was new, right? I was like, what the heck is this thing, you know? I had seen craft beer a little bit prior to 2011, like Sierra Nevada, more of the big, big names, right? But prior to then, it was all about Budweiser, Miller, so on and so forth, right? The big beers. Exactly. So once I got introduced to this stone and, and, and uh, their craft beer, I really started taking notice of, of that industry really starting to grow. And as time went on, you know, my wife and I would always visit Third Avenue and we just saw these places coming up, you know, Third Avenue House, Avili Machete in National City. So that really sparked our interest in maybe doing something. Uh, it was about 2016 where uh, there was a, a significant change at work that led me to believe that I was going to get laid off. Okay. So. Did you saw it as an opportunity? I saw that as an opportunity. I said, okay, you know what? Uh, the, exact, the exact situation was I was working in an office. They relocated to Dallas, Texas, and they told me and a few others, go work from home. This is 2016, so uh-huh. before it was cool. Before it was cool to work from home. <laughs> so I've been working before from it was home a thing. 2016, thinking that would be laid off. 
So that allowed me to kind of think like, okay, what do I want to do once they do tell me to beat it? Uh, at the, around that same time, I, I, I ran across uh, this, um, this ad from San Diego State, the business of craft beer. Nice. So things just kind of started falling into place. You know, I was like, oh, this, this craft beer industry is, not only do I like it, I love it. It seems cool. You know, I could see myself doing this. I saw this, this, this pamphlet, if you would, for this program at San Diego State. I'm working from home, which allows me to do more things. Heck yeah. Right. So uh, it was at that time where- It allows you to explore your curiosity, Kevin. That's right, yeah. You know, be exactly, like, hmm. you're not in an office. Yeah, I'd be like, I can peek my, this yeah. piques my interest. Well, let me, let me stick a little deeper here. That's, a, that's exactly right. So I started taking those classes. I put myself through that program. After I was done with that program, then the wife and I really sit, sat down and um, we said, okay, what do we- How want far did you go with the program? All the way. Because currently, whoa, shit, remind me. Three cer certificates in the program? There's two. Okay. There's two. And you may be right, but at the time that I, that I finished all courses, it was a two. Are we, how long certificate. did it take you to finish? About an hour, uh, an hour and a half. About, <laughs> a <laughs> uh, about a year and a half. Year and a half? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I did the same thing. I went to, uh, when I was in, in banking and finance, um, I was looking through the reader and it was a little thing. Oh, coming this August, 2012, inaugural classes, the business of craft beer, come explore, la, la, la. Have, want an opportunity to grow your business? Just want to get yeah. your foot in the door? I was like, yes, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, I looked, poof, I signed up for all of it. And yeah, in 2012, I was part of the, the original 27 people that graduated from that inaugural class. Wow. And then we took it and we did the next one. And then my partner here, Kevin, he did the same thing. So it was kind of a part of our little business yeah. model. You know, part of our business plan was like, hey man, not only do we have to have like the, the hands-on experience, we got to have a little educational background in, in this field before we jump in, you know, I mean, yeah. we're, this obviously, you know, it takes a lot of money to pony up, to get this uh, vision off of the ground. I don't want to do it blind. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure that there, there's some sort of like, okay, this is what we learned. This is how we pull it off. This is what we learned. This is how we execute pa, 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 and, and connecting dots. Yeah. Is that what you were able to pull from that? That's exactly it, man. Uh, first of all, quick note. Uh, it was during the, the uh, draft systems one class that I first, Saw Kevin. Yeah. Were you, were you guys in the same class no, then? he was not in the same. He actually came in with Ivan at the time. To do a... Como se llama madres? Damn, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you guys were... They were teaching a class on drafts. Cask, yeah, uh, cask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Porque el Ivan se la rifan the cask, man. He would always get down with the yeah. casks and they asked them to go over there and, and right. be a part of it. I remember those. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So that was... Uh, that's when I first saw Kevin and Ivan for that matter. Hell yeah. <laughs> so pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that's what, that's what started it all. And, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I always tell people there was three pillars to, to over the tap. Number one, I always had a, a sense of wanting to be my own boss and be an entrepreneur, you know, for many years. I think that's a, honestly, I, all I know is how to be Mexican American, <laughs> bro. All, all I know, all I know is my experience and my history, but I noticed that people that have our culture, have our background, have the kind of setup where both of our parents work and they're immigrants of the country. You want to be your own boss. Yeah. You want to hustle and you want to create something for yourself. Yeah. Something where you don't have that fear. It's like, oh shit, am I getting laid off? Yeah. Oh man, am I getting let go? Right. What did I do wrong? It's like, okay, no. You, you want to kind of take that, the reins and, and control your own destiny in that sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then two, uh, you know, I, I like talking to people, meeting new people and just bringing people together. So, and then the whole idea of having a, a, a tap room and bringing those three things together was like, a natural fit success yeah. Yeah. yeah match made in heaven you 
you opened up during a very odd time though, man. You opened up like, or you were planning on opening up right in the beginning of the pandemic and no one like around- That's right. May, uh, April, May, what I- We were supposed to open up early March of okay. 2020. Jesus. So yeah, everything prior to then, obviously nobody really knew what was what was happening. But uh, yeah, as, as, as I think as early as January, I started seeing these, these feeds come up about this this virus, right? Yeah, right. And well, first, they'll never make it over here. Exactly. <laughs> I had that same. Yeah, they'll never process. make it. Like, they'll nah, stop man, it before yeah, it comes we'll, here. We'll figure it out before then. You know, this is the United States of America. Yeah. We can do just about anything. Yeah. Shit, before <laughs> yeah. you know it, you know, uh, I think it was like late February. It was, yeah, March. like around February. Come, I sat down to it. I was like, oh shit, this yeah, is a real thing. Exactly. <laughs> I said, oh my. I, I remember telling Lisette, my wife, I was like, oh man, this is not going to be good for us. And sure as shit, you know, the, uh, the first shutdown came. Yeah. And that was, uh, right before we were, you know, maybe a couple of weeks before we were scheduled to open. And I just threw a giant wrench in the works and, you know, you just pump the brakes and just come to a complete stop. Uh, so opening a business is already hard, dude. Exactly. It's, it comes with its own yeah. set of obstacles and it all, and all sends of headaches and things that you got to do, whether it's the financing, whether it's procuring a spot, whether it's just operating daily, whether it's working with the city and all the bureaucracy and everything that is un pinche dolor de cabeza. You throw in a pandemic, something that nobody has an answer to. You throw in a problem or a situation where yeah. there's no end date. That's right. You know, yeah, that's got to fucking be bananas. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good point because I always tell people the same thing. It's like uh, all the obstacles that we faced prior to the pandemic, it was either, it's just a matter of, of, of waiting and or throwing money at it mm. or a combination of both. No, yeah. I mean, and you get past it. Uh, in this case, there was no freaking solution. Yeah. There's no way you can you can get you can dig your way out of this thing. It's you're you're screwed. Yeah, you know you have to just deal with it. And nobody knew what was going on. Nobody wear knew a mask. What? Don't wear a yeah, mask. Exactly. Stay at home. Don't stay at home. Continue with the daily. Don't continue with the daily. Everything's yeah. got to close. Everyone's got to go outside. It's yeah. okay if you eat. It's not okay to eat. You got to drink the beer if you're gonna eat. You get it? It's like oh my god. Yeah. Pretty soon we were like, what the fuck? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it was just. I mean, every, I think everybody listening knows that it was just complete pandemonium. The yeah. first. It was Days, scary. Yeah, it exactly. was scary because nobody, nobody because we didn't on. know what was going yeah. on. Yeah, you're like, oh shit, I can't talk to nobody. I'm staying yeah. home. Okay. Yeah, and then and then when you when you stop and think that this is a worldwide pandemic, it just really makes you pause and you're like, fuck. Can I say that? Fuck shit. Whatever. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just like yeah, and yeah, this is just something that's really, really out of our control. It in a sense, um, it made all of my problems operating a business disappear it made everything minuscule yeah for a second like maybe in your situation it was different because you weren't open already you know but you weren't open yet you know it was like fuck i just want to open i want this yeah we were two years into it and already and i was like you know what everything we're going through here at the brewery obviously this is gonna have to take a back burner this is secondary there's shit going on around the world that I, what the fuck i can't yeah. be worried about this yeah. i gotta go home and take care of my family Make sure we have like enough food, enough water, enough things, you know, toilet paper. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta buy a bidet now. You know, toilet paper is like shit. All every it, it just had the pandemic. The one good thing that I always tell friends, it just gave me an opportunity to take a step back and see, like, all right, real issue, not a real issue. Yeah, legit friends, not real friends. Take care of my family. Everything else is secondary, and then it just gave me an opportunity to kind of like reassess. Yeah, and for me, that's been. I mean, we're on the way, on the tail end now of the pandemic, right? Allegedly, you know, whatever, you know, we're in the tail end, and we're going to be able to reopen completely soon. 
And um, I feel like everyone's coming out. I don't know if you remember, like post 9-11, everybody was real cool with each other. Yeah. And everyone was like yeah. very friendly, very like, right. hey man, ah, yeah. but that's what's awesome, we're at it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I feel we're, we're doing the same thing right now. Like slowly I come out and people are like partying, drinking, have a good time. Hey man, it's awesome to see you. Boom, boom, boom. And I just hope we can keep it going, you know, especially after such a divisive year, like where people are like, like, oh, red and blue. Oh no, this and that. Ah. And, and I just feel like this is our opportunity to control a delete and just kind of come back and, and hit it from a different perspective, you know? Right, yeah. And now you're open. Yeah. So now it's like, obviously last year was shit like business-wise because you didn't really have a consistency in place. Yeah. But again, you can approach this new beginning in a whole new way. This is this is a new 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 era yeah. for over the tap, you know? Yeah. Cuz you guys have been open on and off for how long now? Since uh August 1st. ¿Y qué tal? How is it being a business owner? Well, I mean, uh, again, going back to one of the earlier statements, it's it's a lot of work, you know, blood, sweat and tears uh on my part, on my wife's part. So, uh, it's just, it's been a, a bit, you know, it's like a, it's all a blur. Yeah. Cause you're just focused on, it's hard to focus on tomorrow when you have to focus on today. And, and, uh, it's just been really challenging. Everybody wants to be a boss until you have to do boss shit. And when you have to yeah. do boss shit, George, that's when it's like, it's just you. Yeah. And, and maybe in your case, your wife, yeah. you know, and, but when shit goes sideways, it's me. And I'm very bad at like expressing myself. So I keep it all to myself and I want to just figure it all on my own. Yeah. Like I don't like to give it away to anybody. I was like, no, I'll, I'll figure this out, yeah. you know? So yeah. I hope you have a support system, bro. Cause I know what it is to operate the first year and just kind of like run through every problem. Cause operating a business is this transitioning from one fucking drama to another drama, That's it. from something broken to fixing it to something else falling apart. Yeah. To some other something financially going fucking sideways, to dealing with the city and the regulation that they're throwing your way, it's legitimately like one pedo to another is is operating a business. So it's yeah. like, how do I get to tomorrow when I'm focusing on today? Yeah, it's the same way. It's yeah. like, all right, oh cool, oh uh, we're not gonna be able to eat out or drink anywhere outside. Shit, let's see, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Oh crap, we need to bring a food truck on site to do this. Uh. So I feel like everybody's gonna uh, business owners especially. We better come out like super business owners, bro. Like como pinche the X-Men of business owners, like a, uh, like re super resilient and just being able to dance and maneuver through any situation. Because yeah. this last year definitely put us to the test on how to operate and how to maneuver. Yeah. What's been the biggest headache coming out of that and trying to be more, uh, not, not, not necessarily say a, a, a plateau, but taking all the, all, all the shitty things that have happened and, and, and not consistent. How have you tried to make it more consistent now? What do you mean? Uh, I'm not really. It's been very inconsistent to operate the business. We've learned to dance. We've learned to like drink outdoors only. Drink indoors. Oh, now you need food. Have you been able to bridge that gap and be like, all right, guys, this is how it's going to be for a little bit now. To all your patrons that currently go, this is the operation that we're going in. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, first of all, the community has been more than supportive. Uh, we're, we're very happy to be here today, right? In other words, because this could have been squashed months ago. But the community has been very supportive and understanding. So uh, they've been very flexible with us in terms of like, okay, you know, can we just be outside or do we need to just be outside or come, come inside? And we just flowed with what was going on at the time in terms of, of what the requirements were, right? So uh, trying to do our best to run a business and stay within the guidelines, but at the same time having to do what was necessary to, you know, get from one day to the next. 
How has it been working with the with National City, the city government, and, and the city officials? Is the mayor going to be here tomorrow? The mayor will be here tomorrow. Is she going to listen to this? I, I don't know. Lo que tú digas ahorita, yo le voy a decir. Working with the city of National City uh, was and continues to be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of people that want to support us uh, at that level. But I think the processes that are in place today are not necessarily, they're just not a well-oiled machine. It's not conducive to operating a successful no, exactly. business and program. It doesn't seem that their their priority is customer service. Tú dime, ¿quién te habló mal, viejo? Yo hablo con ella mañana. Well, give me I'm a sure list. I'm not alone in terms of, <laughs> of uh, running to the Well, I hate to I disagree know. with you because working with the city of Chula Vista, my friend, has been Cherry's Jubilee. <laughs> no, in all actuality, man, it, re it really has. Here, working with the city government, Chula Vista, yeah. they're very accessible. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, anything we need, like we we had a, a, a liaison, somebody that we could reach out to and be like, oh, okay, that's what you need here. Talk to this guy. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to badmouth that. Go ahead, bro. Right? Go ahead. Nobody's but, listening. But... At times, I I felt that we were inconveniencing them to open up a business rather than seen as a partner. Mm. And that, that was very frustrating, to say the least. I bet they don't complain when they collect them taxes, though, man. No, no. no I no. bet they don't. <laughs> they have that palm out there ready. Oh, man. You know what? And and And... I'm not in city government, you know, I don't know what goes on. I don't know what kind of pressure or what kind of regulations or, or what kind of like guidelines they have to adhere to. But I've talked to the people from Chula Vista and I'd be like, man, it'd be cool if you guys all got together, you know, everybody in charge of making these decisions got together in one room, brought some business owners and just said, what would operating in our city? What are the tools you guys need to be a successful business? You know, be like, okay, you know what? And I told them, I said, I need, I would love if everything was streamlined, applications for permits, for build outs, for licensing, like a one-stop shop. Be like, you know what? I am opening a business in the service industry, you know, and we're going to deal with alcohol. All right, cool. Boom. You fall in this, this category, fill out. This is the information you're going to need. These are the permits you're going to need. These are the resources and the people that are at your disposal. Yeah. Have at it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to build a deck outside of the brewery yeah. so I can, you know. Um, I can have, you know, outdoor eating right now, especially post pandemic. We want to make sure we adhere to safety protocol and maintain the safety of our staff and, and, and the patrons that come in. What do I do? No, it's like I, I wrote it in, in pinchy Greek to them and <laughs> that nobody knew anything. And just now I feel like they're coming back be like, all right, this is what you need to do. Yeah. We are their partner. Like you're, right. you're saying, you're going to yeah. get me in trouble, fucker. You're going to get me in trouble, George. <laughs> but it's true. We are, we are as small business owners, we're partners with the city. That's right. You know, and, and yeah. I feel like, Bro, they make money off of the hard work that we put into this. That's exactly you know, they, we are here every day operating our businesses, you yeah. know, and, and they've definitely helped us. So I, I'm not in the position to be like, uh, but I'm just saying it, it could be a lot easier. Yeah. You know, it could, we could work more in unison. I have a go-to guy that helps me with any, everything. Scott Donaghy. Ese vato me ayudado con todo. If I have a pedo, I reach yeah. out to him and he, he's not the go-to guy. But he, but he knows who I can go to, you yeah, know? And, and he says, you know, no, that's that's not my area. Talk to this person. Yeah. Talk to that person. And ultimately he sends out an email, connects the dots and boom, we're there. Yeah. I feel like that's what we all need. Yeah. You know, that that's, so show me an official that's going to do that. And that's what I'm voting for that person. <laughs> yeah, I think if, you know, kind of to your point, if there was somebody that would kind of either guide or coach or walk somebody through the process, like, hey, this is step A, B, C, so on and so forth. I think that would be uh, a phenomenal yeah. uh, step forward, right? 
Because again, I don't, I'm not trying to badmouth them. And I know that they've been more than supportive. You know, the mayor, uh, uh, the former council member down the street here, uh, uh, Dr. Q. Okay. Okay. Very supportive. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that and for them. But I think it's the antiquated processes that are in place today that just make it a, a challenge to work through. <sighs> Let's wash all of that out. What is the good part of operating your own business. What is awesome about operating your own craft beer bar in national city, the community where you grew up, you went to school, you raised your kids. What is the best part aside from those things? You know, uh, first of all, national city, I have uh, a very good upbringing in national city. I loved every, when I look back at my childhood, uh, it was great. We didn't know we were poor and that was the best part about it. Right. Uh, So, so that, for me, when, when we wanted to do this, take on this endeavor, as far as location, you know, my heart was in National City. That's where I wanted to go. Like, Hell yeah. you know, we got to bring something back to the city. This is it. You know, this is where I grew up. Uh, so, so that, you know, that, that was the best part about having uh, over the tap there. So that, that, was, that was the number one thing. And then secondly, uh, meeting people. Hell yeah. Meeting people, talking to people. And having that connection with them, I was like, yeah, I went to Suhai, you know, uh, you know, just we have that that bond right away when they come in. Hey, you went to Suhai? I was like, yeah, man, class of 1990. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only high school in, in National City. That's why, huh? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's having that bond of being a red devil with 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 some of our customers that come in, it's it's an immediate bond and and it's a great conversation piece. People are very communal, man. Um, you know, the South Bay as a whole, I'm pretty sure communities within San Diego are no different. But I know for a fact, National City is very communal. People are very proud of where they're from and, and to the point like what street, what block or where do you go eat or what do you do? And to, you know, truly, it's a, no different. We're, we're the same way. People take pride in coming to three punk ales. Like, now nah, that's my spot. That's my West yeah. Side spot. Da, 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 da. People do that with you. Like, I've been there and I hear you and, and the banter that goes on between you and, and and uh, and your regulars, man. Yeah. That, for me, that there's no better feeling. That's you know, right. there, there's no better feeling where you, you you get to know and tell your story. Yeah. How many times a day do you tell the story of Over the Tap? Right. Exactly. All kinds of times, and I think uh, uh, particularly the younger folks that come in, uh, they like to see somebody that walked in their footsteps do something like that. I can do this. Exactly. Yep. It gives them, you know, it lets them see that there's an opportunity that they could do something similar. So yeah, that, that's, that's an awesome feeling. Damn, look at you, a community leader now, bro. <laughs> Giving back. No, it's, 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 it's very true though. Yeah, it's it's true, man. muy cierto, bro. It's true because going back to an earlier statement that when I was growing up in the, in the 80s and 90s, uh, it was very easy to get roped into the gang scene. Very easy. Um, and hard not to, right? So to, to, to look back and be there and say, you know what? I beat all that shit. I didn't get roped into any of that crap. And uh, here I am, you know, uh, trying to make a, a good business, a community base where people can come socialize and have a good time. In a, in a little bow, little ribbon, bro. Look at you. That was awesome. <laughs> no, it's, it's very true, man. Something special when you get to grow up in a community and then ultimately open up your business in the community and then ultimately have it be a spot where people like to come and hang out and like, I like going there. George is from, George is one of us, man. You know, like, I'm like him. I'm Mexican. I grew up in National City. I yeah. went to Sweetwater. He owns a business. Why can't I? That's you know, right. I can yeah. do this too. Yeah. 
you know and yeah. and what's awesome with the in in my at least the, the people i hang out with my my age range and we're all doing the same thing like on this block man in all the the areas down here pretty much all the spots i, I know all the owners because they're pretty much my age group and we all wanted to do the same thing like we're all from Chula Vista. We're like, I don't want to go to North Park, bro. Yeah. It's like, I don't want, I, wa I don't want to go like North of, of the 54, the 94 <laughs> to a point. It's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go drink out in East Lake. That's far. You know, yeah. why can't we have that here? Exactly. And that's what we all got together. Like, well, fuck it. Why can't we have that here? You know? And then like yeah. you said, hey, we got Q, we got third Avenue house. We have Chula Vista brewery. We have Manhattan. Tenemos el Elwood. Tenemos nosotros. You want coffee? We got coffee. We want National City. We want Machete. They have the coffee house. We got Grindhouse con the Ron. So, I mean- we created, um, we created solutions to 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 the opportunities and and to what we felt was missing and lacking. Nobody likes to drive. I don't like to drive far, bro. Yeah. You know, I, I hate driving. It's yeah. the worst thing. And if I'm gonna drink, pior. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. If I can just walk or take a quick Uber. Yeah. So you're doing that. You're, you're where you're located is a unique spot, man. It is. It, it's always slammed. Always. Estás en el pinche local where um, one in and out, in and out, bro. Like I I I never even go that way. Fuck it is. If I exit the freeway, I'm like, nope, I'm not going in through there. Fuck, I'm it's going all the way around. Yeah, because that, that parking lot area is bananas. And then I don't know if it was always like that, but the fucking Chick-fil-A, that's another one that's bananas, bro. And it just creates like a, it creates like a <laughs> bottleneck where everyone's trying to get in. People are trying to get out. But then if you find the back entrance where I go and then I just park, I walk down I'm like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the, the center of, of the, the storm, the eye of the storm. Yeah. I go to Goody Sushi. I pick up dinner for the family. I walk over. I'm like, I got time. Let me have a pint. Oh, fuck it. All right, three. Then we hang out and we're just shooting the shit. I'm getting to know your patrons, bro. Yeah. It gives me an opportunity to talk to them too. Be like, oh, yeah. And then, oh, he owns it. Oh, hey, what's up? And everybody comes friendly. And then, boom, you leave. Yeah. I feel like um, you are an ambassador to the South Bay. You know, yeah. simply because you are rooted here, you grew up here, and now you have a business. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like your duty, it's your obligation to represent it well. Yeah. You know, so I've never been in your spot where you've been, I've never talked to you where you've been like, uh, I've talked to, <laughs> I've talked to business owners like that. Like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's like, then why are you doing this? Yeah. Ultimately, operating a business is, is customer service. That's it. You know, ultimately yeah. it's like, you should be excited to go and work and serve a beer and talk to that person who's paying you to perform your fucking That's service. Right. I think uh, you would agree with me when I say that uh, when you're running a bar uh, as owners and or employees of the business, uh, we can't have bad days, right? <laughs> Pretty I mean, hard. We, we can, in the, you know, outside of the business, but inside the business, we are not allowed to have bad days. I'm gonna give you an analogy. Yeah, when you're, it's like, we're on stage, bro. Yeah. People yeah. don't wanna know what's going on. No. People want to see you like, fuck, what's up, George? Yeah. You're on stage. You're, you're, you're the guy. You yeah. got to be on this smiling, shaking hands. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, things are, you know, what, woo -woo, doing their thing. Yeah. We got this new beer. Try it. It's awesome. Nobody, you know what, bro? Fuck. <laughs> I'm not really in the weenie, bro. All right. My fucking, my, my CO2, it, it, the levels are low. I can't, I can't get, I can't get them to come out here and Nuco to come out and refill my CO2. Yeah. Oh, pinchy. Virgin doesn't want to deliver beer down here. I can't get their fucking tasty beers. Pinchy three punk, bro. They haven't given me a new beer. Nobody wants to hear like what it takes to like operate a business. They want to be like, fuck, that's awesome. You get to serve beer all day. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to hear the fun side of it. And, uh, and, and, and uh, I gladly do. 
Yeah, you do. I'm not gonna lie. I, I've been to biz- I've been to a lot of businesses in the hood. I like to go out and meet who's operating down here, yeah. and you can tell who's faking the funk, <laughs> and you, you can tell who's not happy to be there. You know, and ultimately, I got to the point where I I couldn't be here anymore. Yeah. You know, it's it's it became more more beneficial for me to hire staff to take over everything at the brewery. You know, because we're ducks, and when I say we're ducks, and I've given this analogy a shit ton of times, when we're we're operating a business, it's un pinchy pato, bro. People only see the top. People just see a little duck floating in the in the stream, chilling. You know, oh look at him, fucking who's gonna bother him? Having yeah. a great old day, night right. bail, not a problem in the world. And then they don't see under the water that that duck is doing everything in his power not to sink, not to flip over, not to fucking deter from his path. Yeah, he's paddling like crazy. Yeah. you know, so all the yeah. stresses, all of the 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 burdens, the the obstacles, the obligations is like. Ain't nobody need to see that, dude. Yeah. That's our that's our job. Yeah. You know, that's for us and whoever our partners are, whoever whoever is part of the operational side. Yeah. Our job is be that duck. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. And just going. And it's true. Yeah. And I've slowly learned that I got to apply that to everything. See, I'm really good at like at, at putting things in a little fucking box and saying, oh, this is how you do it. I just have a hard time applying it to my life. <laughs> for that, bro. Like time management, dude. I can, oh, bro, why don't you just do this? Yeah, I'm the worst. Terrible. I'm running from A to B to L yeah. and I'll skip all of those other ones. I'm like, fuck, I got to go back to D, C. It, yeah. it, it. It's yeah. otro pedo, bro. Yeah, Dime algo bonito para terminar. What, what, what do you got planned moving forward for Over the Tap? What's next? Is there another spot coming? Oh, What man. do we got? You know, uh, I'm a car guy. Oof. Right? Uh, and when I say that, the industry that I still work in is, is in the automotive business and I've always had a knack to, to work on cars. I do that to this day on my own cars. Yeah, be careful that you, you don't want to say you're a mechanic. Because no. I, got, I got a list of people be like, hey, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I would you call a shady tree mechanic. <laughs> I, just, I just put my car under the shade and I work on it. But anyways, uh, as far as uh, what's new or what's coming up, uh, you know, over the tap is running pretty rough. It's not running lean, right? We're not on all eight cylinders. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're just getting it. You know, so. we're, we're starting it and it's sputtering and it's getting better. And we're making adjustments. And we hope that... Uh, and, let me correct that. Go ahead. We will have this well-oiled machine Hell yeah. on all eight cylinders. Bro, the first year of any business is the worst fucking year yeah. ever. Yeah. Because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. There's pitfalls everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, it's like you said, it's hard enough to open up a business under a regular non-pandemic year, right? Uh, and then, yeah, you throw this heavy layer of a pandemic on top of it, and it's like every day you're fighting for your life. Yeah. Every single yeah. day, you're trying to find a way to get past or get on to the next day. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're lifting every rock, exactly. looking around every corner. Okay, where's customers? Where can I find more income or revenue stream? Where, bro, Everything. been there, homie. Yeah, been there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm telling you, the first year is ridiculous. Yeah, first year post pandemic, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a whole different level. But what I can tell you is, people are coming out in droves now. Yeah, people want to come out and start hanging out. So once the new opening day and what is it, June 15th, I think that keeps floating around. Yeah. If that does actually come to fruition, I think people are ready. Yeah. I think people are, if you already have a business and you're open and you have a, you have a template of how to get things done already, I think you're in a good spot, yeah. you know, cause a good spot to be is, all right, I have, I have everything, you know, I, I have my plate, I have the fork, I have the knife, I have the steak. I just need the people to come in and hang out. Yeah. Everything's, and I think that's where you guys are at. Yeah. You have everything you need. Yes. You just need to open the doors and have people come in. What's the current schedule looking like right now? When uh, are you guys right, open? Right now we're open from Wednesday to Sunday. Uh, open up at four. Uh, it's four to four to ten on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday it's four to midnight as well as Saturday and then Sunday four to nine. El vato. 
Nice. And it's just, it's mainly my wife and I, our older son does come in. And okay, cool. Fridays. Nice. Uh, so you might see him there. Is that generally when it gets a little more busy and you're like, exactly. okay, we need to have more hands on deck. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's there helping us out, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, you'll either see uh, my wife and I there. That's a family business, bro. Yeah. There's no other way to cut it. That is a family business. It is. If there's anything we can do to help promote, support, let me know, bro. That's yeah. that's exactly why we set up this thing for Emo Brown. That's exactly, we, we, we surround ourselves with a bunch of other guys who run businesses, a bunch of people in the South Bay in our community who operate businesses and we all want to give back and help. Yeah. So if you, if you, yeah. if you need special beers or you need something, we got people, I got that, the beer plug and I can get that guy in yeah. whoever you need. Can't wait to support you. We're going to promote this uh, like crazy all over our Instagram, our social media. Gracias, bro. It was, it was awesome to sit down and shoot the shit with you, bro. Thank you, Steve. You've been very supportive. So I'm really grateful for what you've done. I mean, we're, we're fucking, we're from the same hood. We're we're from here, from the South Bay. I mean, there's, it's better if we're all paddling in the same direction, bro. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's, it becomes, there's a lot of drums, you know? Yeah. And it's just easier for all of us in the community. If we're all on the same, in the same boat, paddling in the same direction. You know, rising tide floats all boats. And I really believe that. I agree. I feel like now more than ever, if somebody is out there purposely like going against the grain or, or just kind of like trying to not be a team player, I feel like they'll feel the fucking effects of their moves. Yeah. And it's for me, it's just better than like, wake up, do the right thing. We fuck up. We make mistakes. We're human. Correct it as quickly as you can address the issue and let's keep it moving. Yeah. You know, and let's keep it moving. Great. Is it way? Look at you. Give me all philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie. Pleasure, bro. Congrats on all your success. Thank you, my friend.